Let our trained professionals help you come down from the high of the game. Here on the Leafs Nation postgame on Sportsnet 590 The Fan and the Leafs Radio Network. Sandine at the blue line, into the near corner. Marner in front of them, they score! Austin Matthews! He is on fire and gives the Leafs the lead with a patented one-time shot! And that's probably an understatement. Already the fifth game winner of the season for Austin Matthews. Get the brooms out. Leafs sweep away the Canucks with a 3-1 victory. This is Leafs Nation postgame on Sportsnet 5-9. The fan Nick Alberga and Gord Stelic with you at the Golden Muzzy at Gord Stelic on Twitter. Producer Sam McKeon, technical op Danielle Furtado along for the ride as well. Luke Fox of Sportsnet.ca will drop by in mere moments. It wasn't pretty, Gord. But the Maple Leafs got the job done, completing a three-game sweep of Vancouver, outscoring them 15-5. to They've won three in a row, seven of eight, including an eight-game point streak. The beat goes on, doesn't it? Yeah, and that's what Austin Matthews will say post-game. It wasn't pretty, and uh, this was the best effort by far of the Vancouver Canucks. Uh, they got to feel really, really deflated about, you know, when you're not playing well, you just don't get any breaks. And there just was a karma out there of a team struggling to win and find ways to win in a team that has been successful and will find a way to win. The Leafs were outshot quite a bit. They were dominated quite a bit. This is the one game they needed Freddie Anderson to come up with some big saves, and he did just that, and and they are on a terrific roll, and uh, the Vancouver Canucks flat out, flat out aren't. And again, you're right. The Maple Leafs 10-2-1 and one out of the gates here to this season. Uh, the Vancouver Canucks now 6-10-0. And, and I was thinking before coming on air here, Gord, the fact that in you know in the span of the last, what, five days, the Maple Leafs have added even more distance between themselves and the Vancouver Canucks, a total of six points, all in regulation here. Well, and yeah, and and it's, except for this game, it's more disturbing if you're, if you're following the Canucks, how they played in the first two games. So that's their problems to try to work out. They're a team that had a really good regular season last year and the best Canadian team in the bubble. But the good thing is the Leafs are saying, look, we're not going to worry about anybody else. We have to be the best Canadian team and the only Canadian team that uh, that will go to the final four this year. And it's just, yeah, you, you look like they've just kind of flipped rules as far as what Vancouver was when we saw them in the summer. And, it, you know, the only thing we'll talk later, I don't, and you and I, we both, I don't like Monday night games. There's nothing you can do about it. I don't know. There's something about them. And I, the 11 and 7, come on. Like, please, please, like, like put Pierre Engvall in or do whatever. But uh, please go back to 12 and 6. But besides that, um, the Leafs and their ability to, you know, every all hands on deck and withstand injuries and, and that explosiveness of mainly Austin Matthews, but really all those elite players just coming to the forefront game after game after game. Yeah, you're right. Uh, Rasmus Sandin was, uh, you know, in the lineup tonight, and, uh, you know, Patrick Laine still played more than him, and Patrick Laine was benched for the Columbus Blue Jackets. Uh, a total of five minutes, one assist, one shot on goal, three hits for Rasmus Sandin, but you're totally right as we bring in Luke Fox of Sportsnet.ca and Luke, thanks so much for doing this. Another victory for the Maple Leafs. They're on fire, goes without saying. Why don't we jump into that conversation right away? Uh, where do you sit when it comes to 11-7? and seven? Because watching this game, especially in the first period, I barely noticed Rasmus Sandin. I think he played 209 in the first. Yeah, I didn't like it. Um, and what I found pretty interesting and actually kind of refreshing is that Sheldon Keith admitted right away all right, Luke, we're going to try to reconnect with you. Sorry, we're having some technical issues here, so we'll try to reconnect with Luke Fox of uh, Sportsnet.ca and, and piggyback off that. But why, why don't you, Gord, um, just the 11-7, and seven, that mentality? 
Yeah, and uh, you know it was good he put Sandine out in the power play to get that assist, but it just seemed, I mean, you're going great guns, Nick. You're going great guns mm. as a team, and you're doing it with four lines and with six players. And now all of a sudden, uh, you're, you're, you're screwing up the D by trying to get that seventh D, and you're doing a young player a disservice by only giving him five games and trying to spot him. I mean, that's a role for kind of a veteran guy who has a specific need, like, say, being physical or something like that. And then your four lines don't get going. I know you say, okay, great, we can double shift, you know, Austin Matthews or Nylander or Marner or someone. Well, you can do that anyway. You can do that mm. anyway. You know, you just uh, – and so um, I'm, in, I'm interested to hear what Luke has to say when we get him back about, you know, and that's one thing I have liked, that Sheldon Keefe has been st- – you know, Sheldon Keefe's been great at stating the obvious as, as we seem to see it. And right on cue, we do have Luke Fox of Sportsnet.ca back who took in this game at Scotiabank Arena. Again, the 11-7 and 7 chatter, uh, Luke. Yeah, I found it really refreshing that Sheldon Keefe kind of didn't shy away that it was a bit of a mistake on this night. He said that he, as the game went on, he kind of regretted his decision to go with 11-7. and And it was kind of a curious one. It was also kind of curious that he took out Nick Patan after two good games and put back in Barabanov. Uh, I believe the coach is trying to um, juggle, keep, juggle a lot of things, right? He's trying to uh, make sure the new guys like Miko Lettinen and Barabanov are, are getting a fair shake here um, as he tries to determine his like optimal lineup. But the 11-7 and seven felt really out of sorts. There was no rhythm to the forward lines. Um, you're already dealing with Wayne Simmons coming out of the lineup with an injury. Uh, it felt like a little bit too much. Um, and I, But I found it refreshing that he was willing to admit that. Uh, but it just shows how dangerous this Leafs team can be, that they can be out of sync and look out of sorts and, and basically be dominated by a, a really uh, re-energized Vancouver Canucks team that's playing against, with their backs against the wall. And all it takes is, you know, 11 seconds, bam, bam, two goals, um, and they can kind of steal one here. Yeah, and by the way, you sound great now, Luke. So it's, <laughs> and, and, and to the point about... Uh, uh, about like it's almost like Nick Nurse with the Raptors to me. How Sheldon Keith about the, the Leafs really needed a coach right now that just let's just talk common sense. Let's get the obvious. Let's treat the players re- with respect. And I mean, Mike Babcock's sermon on the mounts early were 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 needed. I mean, they, they, he deflected a bad team early, and you know we kind of listened to him as uh, uh, the team grew and grew. But he decided no, Marner would never play with Matthews. Matt Hunwick would be his favorite player one year, and the hell with what everyone else thinks. And you know whatever on and on this way that uh, I, when you said that. I find that refreshing that Sheldon Keefe, rather than trying mm-hmm. to play in games or smarter than the average bear, is, 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 not, is not unafraid to state the obvious. Yeah, you yeah, know, I mean, he, he's, he's a straight shooter. Um, you know, he, he'll point out the flaws, uh, but he doesn't throw particular players under the bus. But when something's not working, he, he tells it to us pretty straight. Um, you know, he doesn't have the, the quotables. And, and the fire in, in, in how he delivers his post-game talks, the way Mike Babcock did, which would sometimes make for good copy. Uh, but, you know, I, I take him as a pretty honest coach, and I think he's done a, a really fantastic job. I mean, you just look at the team's record since he's taken over regular season record. It's, it's fabulous. Um, and the, the power play has gotten better, and, you know, the, the – the guys seem a little bit more relaxed, too. You, you can just tell it. And, of course, winning helps, right? And I, and I think even part of the 11-7 and 7 experiment tonight, maybe you don't do that if you're fighting for your playoff lives. But if you're at the top of the league standings, you have a little more leeway to experiment. And so I think he's taking advantage of that. 
No doubt about that. Chatting with Luke Fox of Sportsnet.ca and another victory here for the Maple Leafs, 3-1 against the Vancouver Canucks, sweeping them away. They're 10-2-1 now on the season. They've won three in a row, seven of eight. It's Nick Alberga and Gord Stelic here on Leafs Nation postgame. Austin Matthews, uh, a different planet right now, guys. We can all attest to that. 11th goal, five game winners, uh, eight games in a row with a goal. Uh, he scored 58 goals prorated over the last 82 regular season games. This guy's winning the Rocket this year, right? Provided health is is obviously at the forefront. Yeah, and I feel good because I actually predicted that before the season started. Great. Um, part, part of that part of that has to do, I think, maybe with uh, Pasternak um, being injured to start the season, and mm-hmm. you know Ovechkin had to sit a few games due to COVID protocol, so that helps. But even if those guys were fully healthy, the way Matthews is firing it right now is kind of insane. Um, mm-hmm. You know, he tied the Canucks in this three-game series. <laughs> they both scored five goals. Like that's, that's, a, that's a pretty crazy stat. Um, and Alex Kerfoot today was saying that um, the, 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 the guys on the team were kind of joking about it. They're like, it's not really a hot streak with this guy because he's always hot. Um, and uh, Freddie Anderson had a great line saying, whenever he shoots, he shoots with a purpose. And you feel that when you're watching him. You're like, this guy thinks he's going to score every time he shoots the puck. Like, he has a plan. And, Luke, now, I, I was going to – sorry, Gord. I just wanted to ask a follow-up um, on Austin Matthews. Um, you know, do you think having Mitch Marner on his line hurts Austin Matthews' chances of, you know, potentially vying for, you know, major hardware this year, Luke? No, I don't think it – I don't think it should, um, you know. The McDavid and Dreisaitl got paired together uh, a couple years back, and that that didn't hurt McDavid's case. I, I don't think you should be uh, punished because you have a good winger. Yari Curry mm. was a pretty good winger for someone for a while, you know. <laughs> um, and uh, I, I think his defensive game has taken a, a giant step. He threw a bunch of hits tonight too. Um, yeah. He's really rounded in to like a, the two hundred foot player. It's it's kind of remarkable. Um, you know, his goal scoring is going to get all the headlines, and, and rightfully so. But um, his all-around game is is fabulous. And also, I think you just tweeted he has five of his goals are game winners. Like the, mm-hmm. these are these are these are clutch moment shots too. These aren't garbage goals. So you know, a bit of a, a different one is. I mean, Wayne Simmons that's disappointing. He's going to be out for six weeks. I was pleasantly surprised to hear about now talk about Joe Thornton and Nick Robertson looking to return to the lineup, say maybe in about a week or so. So uh, that's good because we really didn't know the time frame that way. And they showed a great clip that Joe Thornton that when he does practice, he just chats with everybody and chats <laughs> with everybody. And I don't know if it's urban myth or not, but the story that in San Jose he got the uh, he got the door taken off the toilet because he wanted to be able to talk with guys all the time now as chris cuthbert said maybe that's a bit too much information but but the point being is like it's great to hear these guys are 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 coming back on the horizon anyway with simmons recent injury yeah i don't know if you could pull that one uh under covid conditions i don't know if that would meet the protocol but uh yeah (laughs) the guys the guys have said that you know it's great having joe around and that just the fact that he's still around the team you're still getting all those intangibles. Yes, he's not on the ice, and, and he had rounded into a pretty good player on that top line, and it'll be an interesting decision, actually, for Keith whether he drops Hyman back down, uh, farther down the lineup and, and gives Joe his old spot back when, when that happens. But, uh, yeah, with Simmons going out, it's good news that, that Robertson and, uh, and Thornton should be back next week. Um, it sounded like if you know if it was playoffs or something, they could even come back this weekend. But 
the tone of Keefe was more like, you know, why push it? Why, why not just wait till next week? Which is a positive sign because all three of those guys um, were playing the left side too. So it was starting to get thin uh, on that flank. With Luke Fox of Sportsnet.ca, a couple more before we let you go. It's Nick Alberga and Gord Selleck here on Leafs Nation postgame, a 3-1 win over Vancouver, sweeping them away. Now, as you guys know, I'm always engaged on social media. I can't believe how many people out of market coming at me because the Maple Leafs are in a bad division. It is what it is. They're taking care of business. But that being said, guys, and Luke, I'd love to hear your thoughts. The next couple, are safe to say these are measuring stick games against the Montreal Canadiens? Yeah, that's what I'm writing about tomorrow. And, uh, you know, I don't know if you saw the quote from Brendan Gallagher today. He was asked if he considers it a measuring stick couple of games, uh, back-to-back home-and-home uh, home series, Montreal and Toronto. And he says, "I don't, uh, you know, you're not going to like my answer, but I don't care anything about Toronto. I don't care what they're doing. They, they have their own storyline to follow. We just got to worry about our game. But um, it, was, it was a feisty one. It's kind of too bad that, that Simmons won't be uh, involved in this little mini-series here. But, you know, there's getting to be some serious separation between the, the Canadians and the Leafs and the rest of the North Division. So um, this is going to be must-see TV. Uh, and I, I think that there will be some sort of claim to, to who's the, the real king of the North with this one. Oh, I, I do say in general, I'm going to be a little guilty of it, that quite often in media we spend too much trying to trying to figure out when you're going to get the eighth defenseman in, the 14th forward, <laughs> and the backup goaltender. But... In the case of Michael Hutchinson, I'd like to see him get a chance to succeed. That he'll he'll benefit without fans there, but uh, there's been a gap in the there, there's been a pretty good schedule right now. I mean, the Leafs has not been crushed, so I have to think probably one of those back to back Ottawa games would be when he might get a start. I would think so. Not before then. Um, I don't think there's any plan. And and Freddie's really rounding into form. Like these past two games. Uh, were arguably his, his two best games of the year. This is the first one I think you can say that he stole them uh, two points. Um, you know, Austin said after the game that, you know, Fred, Freddie basically took control of that game and, and, you know, he was first star. So um, I, I think as long as Freddie keeps playing like this, there's no reason to rush, rush Hutchinson in until the back-to-back. But it's kind of concerning that Jack Campbell's not even skating yet and He's been pretty cloak and dagger with the nature of this injury and how serious it is. He did allow today that it's not close, which uh, leads me to believe that they're going to go as far as Freddie goes. Um, but, yeah, I think you're right, Gord. I think the back-to-back would be time for Hutchinson to get us started. Luke, you're the best. Appreciate this, and we'll talk on Wednesday night, okay? All right, Nick. Go ahead. Have Thanks. There you have it. There's uh, Luke Fox of Sportsnet.ca. Again, the Maple Leafs start a bit of a mini-series here with the Montreal Canadiens starting with a game at the Bell Centre on Wednesday before returning home on Saturday night to host the Montreal Canadiens at Scotiabank Arena. It's Nick Alberga and Gord Stelic here on Leafs Nation postgame. A 3-1 win. Uh, Gord, before we hit the break here, uh, just Patrick Liney, the hell, or not the healthy scratch, maybe next game, you never know, but uh, he gets benched uh, for the Columbus Blue Jackets. They ultimately win, but what'd you make of that? I, I- I'm a little bit in shock. I mean, you I'm know, not. <laughs> uh, I mean, this quickly. So anyway, he played, what is it, 11 minutes, 14 seconds, and there's yeah. a chunk of the game uh, that, you know, he still was not like the Pierre-Luc Dubois flat out, you know, didn't ever play it again. But, uh, yeah, I mean, John Tortorella is uh, is, is going to do it his way, and it's probably a good message to Line A and a good message to the team. And 
it seems, Nick, that, you know, by and large, that that way seems to work with the team. I still don't know how much that had to do with Dubois or not. He kind of goes to great lengths to say that wasn't the case, but you had to kind of wonder. It's, it's, it's not for everybody, and I know you're supposed to treat everybody the same, but that, that, doesn't, that doesn't work all the time nowadays with elite players. But, uh, yeah, very quickly, after the, uh, the, the love affair, the first couple of games, all of a sudden, uh, Patrick, Patrick Laine, a little, like, sent, sent to the principal's office. Especially since Line just came from Mo Market, where he used to spar with his head coach, and and you know you know frequently be the the brunt of the conversation when it came to the media and the head coach, and then now suddenly <laughs> through what four games with Columbus, and it's it's overshadowing the big story of Jack Roslovic and his hot start, right? Well, and and also the most ice time of any forward, Jack Roslovic, twenty one minutes yeah. thirty six seconds. I mean that's the most any f- so forward played. He had three shots on net, got got the goal. So so you're right. So it's basically the far lesser known piece that that that's what. And, and hey, to me, the key is about a bench coach being able to identify who's going, who's not going, especially in a close game like Columbus was playing tonight. And that's also why I give Sheldon Keith all kinds of props for saying, yeah, you know what, the game got going in eleven seven. Really, it really didn't work for us tonight. You know, and 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 guys that can kind of go with the flow and try to try to figure it out as the game goes on. You're right. And early returns on Jack Roslevic, seven games, two goals, five assists, seven points in seven games. And Pierre-Luc Dubois has yet to make his debut. We think it's coming up tomorrow night in Calgary. With that in mind, we'll hit the break. Just getting started. The midway point here of Leaf Nation postgame. Still to come, we'll hear from Sheldon Keefe and others. Another victory here for the Maple Leafs, 3-1. They've won three in a row and seven of eight. It's Nick Alberga and Gord Stelic here on Leafs Nation postgame on Sportsnet 590 The Fan. Time for a little hockey talkie. This is Leafs Nation postgame on Sportsnet 590 The Fan and the Leafs Radio Network. 300 in his career ties Charlie Conacher for second fastest. There's a leap to get it. They score another. Alex Kerfoot in rapid fire. The goals come 11 seconds apart. The dulcet tones of Chris Cuthbert on Sportsnet. Two goals in 11 seconds in the third period. That was a difference. Leafs dumped the Canucks 3-1 to complete the three-game sweep. This is Leafs Nation postgame. We continue on here on Sportsnet 5-9. The fan Nick Alberga and Gord Stelic with you at the Golden Muzzy at Gord Stelic on Twitter. And to that point, Gord, not much was doing offensively for the Maple Leafs. thought the third period they came out, put some shots on net, but it just shows you how quickly this offense can strike, right? Well, that's what we've seen so many times when they played powerhouses like Ovechkin mm. or Pittsburgh with Crosby and that, that you're playing them, you're playing them well, you're playing them well, you're outplaying them, then what the hell happened? Bang, bang, all of a sudden. And now now the Leafs are doing it the other way. And uh, Nick, no, I did not see Charlie Conacher play firsthand, but I, but, I, but I will say his sister-in-law, Fran Conacher, was married to his brother, Roy Conacher, who played in the NHL, and she was my music teacher at Woodbine Junior High. How about that for a, uh, wow, that's, a little, uh, little Conacher connection? It's incredible lineage right there and symmetry, Gordon. <laughs> that's why you're that's why you're a professional broadcaster of that. Um, again, Austin Matthews, Gordo, um, just the way this guy's playing right now, he is oozing confidence. Um, you know, I, I really call Austin Matthews now the total package. I get it. It's a weird, peculiar year. Uh, you know, only playing here in Canada, but man, has he been dominating out there. And I think all, you know, you talked about it earlier, defensively speaking, uh, some of the back checks and the way he's controlling play when he's on the ice. Uh, this guy's in serious contention for some major hardware, in my opinion, this year. 
Yeah, and Luke Fox mentioned it too. Just some of the hitting as well. Like he's a big mm-hmm. guy, and he 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 has uh, he has some now kind of well thought out hits that he does, uh, which he wasn't doing so much the first few years. I would get annoyed when people say, "Oh, he's got to play physical. He's got to get in a fight." Yeah, I mean that was. There's very there's about nothing Connor McDavid that did that was ill advised except that fight in junior when he got injured, you know, and so. I thought people got a little much that nowadays that it's a different kind of physicality you want from a player. And, and he's, he's throwing that in on top of his frantic scoring pace. Yeah, the Marner Matthews combination has been outstanding. Goes without saying, what, 36 points now through, what, 12 games of this season, 13 games at that, 10 2 in one of the Maple Leafs, 21 points in the Vancouver Canucks now, 6 10 0. Uh, for now, we're going to hear uh, to Zoom we go, the head coach of the Maple Leafs, Sheldon Keefe. Sheldon, the win's a win, but uh, what was not working through 40 minutes that has been working in the past, especially in the first two games of this series? <clears throat> well, it's it's you can't even compare tonight's game to the first two games of the series. Uh, um, I mean, Vancouver was a much different team today, so it was a much different game. Uh, so I, I think our failure tonight was really just to uh, to adapt to the game. You know, I, I thought we really controlled the first two games uh, with the puck. Uh, today was a lot harder to do so, just the way that they worked and competed and uh, got on top of us made it a lot harder. And, uh, you know, we didn't adapt to that um, until the third period. So, like, it's you can't really compare tonight's today's game to, to anything that happened in the previous two. Next up, we'll go to Mark Masters, TSN. Go ahead, Mark. Sheldon, when Freddie is... Uh in a zone or at his best, what are you noticing about him in that? Uh, just that he looks calm. He looks confident, comfortable. Um, you know, so I think those are the, those are the traits that we've come to come to know when, when he's at his best. Next up, we'll go to Kevin McGrand, Toronto star. Go ahead, Kevin. Sheldon, the fact that you had uh, 11 forward, seven defensemen did, do you, do you think that the, the rhythm of the game was affected by the way you had to use your lines and, and what, or what did you think of how you use your lines? Well, yeah, it certainly was. Um, but it was because we were chasing the game. You know, it, it's, it's not a comfortable position to be in at 11 and seven when you're chasing the game like that. So it didn't take long before we were in the game or before the game got going, I should say that, uh, I just could tell, I, I just didn't, I didn't like the way the game was going. You could tell that Vancouver, was playing a much different type of game today, and uh, you know that eleven-seven was gonna you know, not be not be overly overly good for us. So um, I'm glad we way, glad we found our way through that. But I uh, certainly was um, regretting my decision. Uh, you know, once the game got going, but you don't have those you don't have those uh, those answers before the game begins. So it was a different game here today, uh, and I like the fact that our guys found their way through it. I don't like how we played. I don't like that it took us uh, so long to adapt. But uh, I did like that we stuck with it. I think the number one takeaway for me in the game today is, you know, despite <clears throat> being grossly outplayed through two periods, uh, because we didn't crack defensively, um, we didn't give up. I mean, we gave up, the, I think there was the one clear two-on-one in the first period. Fred had to make an outstanding save. Uh, but aside from that, I thought it was a lot of pucks from the outside, a lot of things thrown at the net. Um, very little odd man, very little guys getting behind us. Um, we didn't get access to our net very well. 
So the fact that we had that foundation defensively, despite being uh, badly outplayed, gave us a chance to hang around in the game, you know, in combination with Fred's goaltending and not allowing them uh, to get anything by him. So that was the positive for me and, and probably be the only one. Um, but then, you know, the third period, I thought we were full marks. Next up, we'll go to Danielle Manuel, Leafs Nation Network. Go ahead, Danielle. Sheldon, just a comment on Mitch Marner, who extends his point streak to eight games. Are you able to articulate how difficult it is to perform at that level of consistency, considering the minutes and, of course, the responsibility he carries? Yeah, well, I, I, mean, I, I, I think that he's he's played very well for us. Um, you know, and it's good to see him get rewarded again to to keep that going. I didn't even know he had any sort of streak going, but you do know that he's he's been making an impact for us. Um, takes some initiative, you know, to to create a faceoff uh, play there for us, and and uh, and and execute and find Austin uh, to help us win the game. Um, you know, so that's that's really good and positive, and and like what we had talked about with our with our team and all of our players is these are the games you need to be good in. You need to find a way to be good in these games when nothing's going your way and it's hard and the other team's really pushing. Um, I thought Vancouver played an outstanding game here today. They certainly came with uh, uh, a renewed um, focus and um, energy level. Uh, I thought they played, you know, they played with a lot of urgency. Um, it felt like a, a desperate team over there. They, they played hard. They deserved you know, more than they got today. Um, and uh, I challenged our guys to, you know, find a way to be good in this environment. This is the type of environment you need to be good in. Sometimes it's it, things are uncomfortable and you got to find a way. And, and I thought uh, our guys did that, uh, Mitch being one of them. And last question here, we'll go to Chris Johnston, Sportsnet. Go ahead, Chris. What do you think, Selden, uh, you know, allowed the guys to find their way through that third period then and, and get the result and, and, and win that one when things weren't going their way? Well, I, I think first of all, it just speaks to the confidence that our team has. I mean, we've we've been finding ways to win these types of games um, all season. Uh, you know, it, maybe not to the extent that it, we were outplayed here today, but uh, you know, we just we talked after the second period about you know we don't like what's happened through two, but we need to wash it. We do have a chance to win a hockey game here if we can put together twenty minutes. And also at the same time, as I was just saying, like these are the kind of games that our team. We want to be a good team that wants to accomplish um, accomplish great things. You need to find a way to be good when things are uncomfortable. And uh, I really liked our response in the third period. All right, there's a Sheldon Keefe. I just wonder how he wakes up every, every day. And we talked about this in the past. You wake up, you got big boys like Matthews, you got Mitch Marner, you got the reliable uh, John Tavares, and you got the occasional Willie Nylander, Gordo. Yeah, and by the way, I, I like the word deportment when someone asks him yes. when Freddie Anderson plays well. I like Freddie's deportment. But yeah, you 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 know, and and there's always this, there's quite often this assumption that you have all these talented guys and it's really easy to coach. And now the Leafs aren't there yet because they've not had the playoff success to say what's it like having Kane and Taves and Crosby and Malkin and you know uh, Ovi and Baxterman, whatever it may be. But it's um, 
it's 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 got to be a real pleasure waking up. It's it's a pleasure watching those guys, you know, and and uh, it's a ple- it's a pleasure watching those guys develop. And then the other part, though, is as we've seen with Connor McDavid and Leon Draisaitl, you have to get another eighteen guys, including the other goaltenders, going to get anywhere as a team. You're right, and certainly I think you look at this uh, this Maple Leaf season. Don't get too high, don't get too low. They're feeling great about life right now. Granted, just 13 games in, but certainly I think a positive in the right direction. Uh, you know, Joe Thornton, as you mentioned earlier on. So again, a lot to pull from what the Maple Leafs are doing right now, and they're feeling great about life. And again, a couple measuring stick games coming up Wednesday and Saturday. Two games we'll have for you right here on Sportsnet 5.9 of the Fan against the equally impressive uh, Montreal Canadiens. And they're going to have to contest with this man. Uh, his 11th goal of the season, five of the 11 are game winners. Eight games in a row now with a goal. Austin Matthews uh, now on pace, or excuse me, has scored 58 goals in the last 82 regular season games. Here's what Austin Matthews had to say after this one. Hi, Austin. Would you classify that as one of those uh, grinder games that uh, Sheldon has talked about? You guys uh, have to win when it uh, you know gets to uh, kind of a, a stalemate uh, type situation. Just stick with it and uh, hope your offense comes through at the end. Yeah, it was an ugly one for sure. Um, you know, I think Freddie really, uh, really took control of the game. He was our best player by far tonight, and just kept us in it. Made some big saves, and um, you know, those first two periods, we really didn't have an answer. They really came with a good push to start, and um, you know, uh, we just didn't have our best tonight. And uh, sometimes it's uh, it's uh, ugly. And um, you know, like I said, Freddie kept us in it, and we were able to get a couple goals in the third, and, and kind of gain momentum and get back to our game and uh, and close it out. So, next up, we'll go to Josh Clipperton, Canadian Press. Go ahead, Josh. Yeah. So, what wasn't working? Specific, if you can get a little bit more specific, like compared to last the last two games in the in the series with these guys. Uh, it just seemed like we were fighting the puck a little bit. Um, I mean, they came out and uh, they played a really good game. They didn't uh, give us much space. Um, you know, I think we had a lot more time and space in those first two games, and uh, especially on the rush. Um, you know, we were generating a lot of chances off the rush, and today uh, they were much tighter in their neutral zone, and um, we didn't do a very good job of getting the puck in deep. And I think, or I thought, when we did get the puck in deep, we were able to get get it back and create offense, but. Uh, we didn't do that nearly enough, really, until the third period. So once the third period kind of rolled around, we we started to uh, to generate some offense there and um, get rolling around a bit and get back to our game. And uh, like I said, we just tried to stick with it. Freddie made some huge saves and going one one to one into third after generating like seven shots. I mean, um, you know, we really didn't have any business being in that game, but um, you know, just stayed with it and uh, we were able to get two points, and that's all that matters. Next up, we'll go to Chris Johnson, Sportsnet. Go ahead, Chris. Yes, Austin, I'm just wondering on your goal, is that a, a sort of a design play or were you guys just reacting to, to what they gave you there? Um, a little bit of both, maybe. Um, I think we wanted to just right off the hop, off the face off, get Mitchie rolling up the top and get a quick shot. And I just try to pop open for him and uh, get open. And Jaime had a really great, great screen there. And um, you know, I just try to shoot it as hard as I can. And you know, Sandy, uh, you know, made a quick play and in and out. So it just happened really quick. Take a couple more here. We'll go to Danielle Manuel, East Nation Network. Go ahead, Danielle. Hey, Austin. Just a quick comment on Mitch Marner extending his point streak to eight games. You know, as media, we get brief glimpses into his personality and the energy that he exudes. But how would you describe him behind the scenes, his work ethic and the type of teammate that he is? Yeah, he's the same uh, on the ice uh, as he is off the ice. He brings a lot of energy to this team. Um, You know, he's an amazing player. He's been playing unreal for us lately, and it's a pleasure to – to be out there with him uh, sharing the ice. So 
um, you know, the energy that brings every day, he's always happy, um, you know, just, uh, just an amazing teammate. So we're lucky to have him. And last one here, we'll go to Dave McCarthy, NHL.com. Go ahead, Dave. Hey, Austin, looked like you guys really tried to establish the, uh, the tone early in the third period. Was there much discussion in the room after the second to say like, Hey, look, you know, we're still in this game. Freddie's really stood on our head. Let's try and force the issue right off the bat in the third. That's exactly what we said. Yeah, awesome. uh, that's exactly what we said. Um, yeah, I mean, we went one or one to one going to the third. I mean, we hadn't nearly played uh, our best hockey yet, and um, Freddie Freddie kept us in it, like you said. And um, you know, we got off to a really good start there in the third. We had a couple of good offenses on shifts and kind of uh, shifted the momentum momentum back to our side. And um, you know, we were able to get that goal off the face off, and then another goal the next shift, and um, and, and close out the game. So you got to, you know, kind of learn to, I guess, as a team, learn to uh, fight through these kinds of games where maybe the puck's not bouncing your way or you don't have your, don't have the good legs, uh, you know, that particular night, just fight through and find a way. And that's what we did tonight. Awesome. Matthews, uh, different planet goes without saying 11 goals in 12 games. Uh, seems like way back when he missed that one game and we were fearing for our lives and uh, for the livelihood of Austin Matthews when it came to his health, but uh, he's good and he has been outstanding, Gord, really, really controlling the puck. And it's just like amazing to me, Gord, that we're now over a year away and we talked about it in the early times here on Leafs Nation coverage, how it just made too much sense to put Matthews and Marner together ever since. They've been unbelievable, haven't they? Yeah, really have. And uh and yeah, and it was kind of like 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 Mike Babcock's that was part of his credo. Nobody's going to tell me even the slightest suggestion how to coach. And uh it's just great to get and and Austin Matthews said this is the best partner he's ever had ever. Ever. You know, just uh, they've had this sixth sense of finding each other and uh and so it, it's great to watch. I I'm, you know, I'm loving the Canadian division. I know I know we all are. It's 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 good they're doing something different in these unique circumstances, but I would like games against Boston and Tampa Bay in the old yes. Atlantic division. Just a few mm-hmm. to really see, you know, more so how this Austin Matthews, the, the 2021 version and other uh, many components of this 2021 Toronto Maple Leaf team, you know, are, are stacking up against those kind of guys, even in regular season. Yeah, and I'm sure we'll have this conversation throughout the year, Gord. As a one-off, I love this idea of a North Division. Long-term in the next season, I don't. And among them is the fact that there's going to be 32 teams in this league and the old adage that we expected 8-8-8 eight, eight, and eight, and four divisions of eight, and it throws it off with seven Canadian teams, right? Yeah, it does. It does. And uh, yeah, so it'll... Uh, and it's funny, there's this debate about do, do you... Do you go back and do you wait it more that you play your divisional rivals or do you go back to what it is? And I, I just think it'll be easy to go back, go back to what it was. But uh, yeah, we're going to uh, we're going to be in the tougher we're going to be in the tougher division, I guess, about making the playoffs quantity wise, uh, whatever. Anyway, it doesn't really matter if you're a good team. If you want to just just be a team that doesn't have to worry about scraping in, that's where you want to get. And totally, and totally you're right. And again, uh, this this North Division has been outstanding, folks, but I urge everybody out there to go watch some hockey in the States. There's some pretty damn good teams out there. Like what Vegas has done so far, the St. Louis Blues, the Boston Bruins, uh, you know, the the Tampa Bay Lightning, just the beat goes on for them as well. So while we think the Maple Leafs are doing really, really well, I'd love to know how they stack up against the other teams. But unfortunately, you know, we we won't see it, uh, see it if anything, uh, till, till late in the postseason, right? Yeah, no, that's exactly it. You won't at all. You you only have to beat 
Uh, you, you only have to beat your six teams here and then two other teams if you're going to win the Stanley Cup. We talk about it. You'd only have to be, beat eight teams in total, uh, whoever gets through it on the Canadian side. So unique circumstances. And the other thing is when we talk about Patrick Laine as well, you know, you, you've got uh, Anthony Mantha being a healthy scratch. I mean, we've had a lot of, you know, Sam Bennett in Calgary. Like there's been a lot of, a lot of intrigue out there about possible trades and possible interesting trades before the trade deadline. You're right. It's been such a weird, intense year from that standpoint. And I wonder if players start to see more guys ask for trades a la Jack Rosovic and get them granted, you know, Mete, you know, guys like that. I wonder if more come down the pike. And certainly this Mantha thing has been brewing for a couple of years. This isn't new at that. He was a healthy scratch uh, in that game and that victory at that against the Florida Panthers on Sunday. We'll get to the out-of-town scoreboard coming up, but I want to converse a bit and hear from uh, Rasmus Sandin. His first game in 335 days, if you can believe it, used sparingly, 11-7. and seven. We'll talk about that after we hear the comments. He played five minutes, one assist, one shot on goal, and three hits. Here's Rasmus Sandin. Rasmus, um, what was it like for you to spend so much time on the sidelines? I mean, it's been so long since you even played a game. How are you tonight, and how did it feel to finally get in and, and contribute as you did? I mean, uh, being uh, being on the outside of the of the li- lineup uh, has been uh, a little frustrating, obviously, but um, felt felt unbelievable to get back in it today and and uh, yeah, get a little feel of the game game speed and and uh, and all of that. So it's uh, great to be back. And uh, what did you, what did you see on the on the goal? You got an assist tonight. What was happening for you on the ice out there? Uh, well, Mitch just came up to me and just said, uh, look for me. So that's what I did. So, and then he did the rest with, uh, together with Austin. So it wasn't too hard. So it was great that, uh, that it worked. Next up, we'll go to Mark Masters. TSN, go ahead, Mark. For us, such a long break. What did you miss most about playing? Uh, I mean, just, uh, go, go out, go out on the ice and just battle, uh, battle with, uh, with all my teammates and, and, uh, yeah, pretty much that and, and feeling to, to be around, uh, after winning a game. Um, that's, uh, something, uh, feeling that you really can't get, uh, doing something else. So it's uh, a lot of fun to, to get that feeling today. With seven defensemen, you, you, you knew that, uh, the shifts may be few and far between. How did you stay sharp as this game went along? So you could be ready for that moment where you, where you did contribute. Um, I mean, just, just try to keep my focus. Um, just watch, I mean, when, when you're not playing and just try to, watch the other players, see what they're doing good and see what they're, uh, what, what I can learn from them. So uh, I think just, uh, just keep my head in and go around during the intermissions, just get, get a couple of skates in and uh, yeah, just, uh, just keep my head in. There you have Erasmus Sandin. And I was thinking watching this game because a family member of Sandin followed me on Twitter after I kept tweeting about him, but it's uh, what, six hours ahead in Sweden. So it was a late night to watch your, uh, your relative or your kid play five minutes scored. Well, he played five minutes. I think he talked longer. That clip was longer than he played. But listen, he got an assist, which he was yep. plus one. So he got a shot on goal. And he had three hits, which is the most of any defenseman. It's <laughs> not it. Hits. So anyway, so I, I'm going to say he, he made the most, even though it was hard to notice him because he played so little, he made the most of his five minutes of fame. Yeah, 11-7. and seven. Uh, I'm not sure he's going to get into the lineup on Wednesday. They're going to go with likely their A roster, which probably means uh, 12 forwards at that. But certainly, I think, to the benefit of the Maple Leafs scored early on that they continue to win games, they have the benefit of looking at different different combinations, right? Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, and, and you can, you know, like the Vancouver Canucks now are, are, are trying things out of desperation. 
Boy, oh boy, mm-hmm. you get you get. I mean, Elias Patterson, you get no luck. The, the three games here, you get no luck when things aren't going well. But they're trying things out of desperation. And here, and unfortunately, some of it's injury related because guys have left. But you get get to try different things. And next year, when there's not a play-in round but a playoff round, and Sheldon Keith hopefully won't have to just desperately just throw two lines out there a couple of times just for half the game because he cannot find anything anything else that, that he feels good putting on the ice that he'll have a lot of different possibilities in mind an energy line uh, an offensive line a shut it down line like you can you can sort of mold those third and fourth line third and fourth lines uh, to have different kind of characters and traits and strengths and before we get to the out-of-town scoreboard, we've got a couple minutes left here in the show. I wanted to get the special teams, a rarity at that early on in this season. The power play didn't score. They actually looked at a flux in this game, 0 for 2. But, uh, you know, I think if there's one thing to grab that the Maple Leafs need to improve on, and it goes without saying, anytime you talk about this team the last couple of years, is their PK, right? Vancouver won, won for 4 in this game. But, Gore, Toronto has now allowed at least one power play goal in seven straight games. Yeah, and that's uh, we'll talk about it. keys to victory the, against yeah. Montreal. But but even the same thing, Kerfoot gets a goal later on, but he 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 makes a bad giveaway. Mitch Marner did on the next shorthanded opportunity, like just something you're killing it well, but you make that bad bad killer giveaway. Which you know, first of all, you're generally trying to get off the ice. You're trying to do a lot of things, which really messes things up. So on special teams, as much as we applaud as it should be the power play, you're right about the penalty killing. It's it's it it hasn't been that great of late. So, Gord, as you know, there were supposed to be, what, uh, six games, seven games in the NHL tonight, but the uh, Boston-Buffalo game was postponed. So other than the Leafs game, we had five other games. My math is always wrong, which is hilarious because my last name almost uh, is restructured to algebra. But nonetheless, uh, Semin Varlamov, 30 saves, a 2 nothing win for the Islanders on Broadway. Yeah, first uh, rain, first Islander goalie ever to shut out the Rangers twice in one season. So that great rivalry there. And, you know, good on the Islanders coming back because they blew a couple of leads like we know. So this has been an important couple of games for them. How about um, the Oilers recovering after Adam Larson went shelf on his own goalie? Uh, Mike Smith comes back to the lineup, much needed certainly for Miko Koskinen. Smith makes 27 saves, a good account of the Ottawa Senators in this game, but they fell short a 3-1 final. Leon Dreisaitl scores his eighth. Tyler Ennis, the eventual game winner against his former mates, first of the season. And uh, Connor McDavid picks up his obligatory point on an empty netter with uh, a minute 10 remaining in this game, a 3-1 win for the Oilers, Gordo. Yeah, the the own goal, and they're not able to capitalize on it. Like this, sadly, is the Ottawa Senators' season. You're going to say they put up a good effort, and uh, and and that's not good enough. Good enough to win games right now. We're really, you know, if Vancouver keeps going down the abyss as well, it could soon be a real have and have not division, which is not really what we want in the North Division. How about the Arizona Coyotes scoring with one second remaining on the power play? The St. Louis native himself, Clayton Keller, who's been outstanding during this uh, 47-game series between St. Louis and uh, Arizona. I believe it's actually just seven games, but they just seem to have the Blues number. They win 4-3 in a shootout and uh, 40 saves for Darcy Kemper in this game, Gord. You know... Bill Armstrong's got in there. Rick Tockett's been there for a while. I love it. Just when everyone's predicting, you know, you don't have draft picks, uh, you, you, you lost Taylor Hall, on and on. Whatever it is, they've developed a certain kind of pride that's 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 showing on the ice with some points. The other two games, Gordo, uh, Tampa, while well, they take care of business, 4-1. Uh, they got a rare start from their backup. Again, Curtis McElhaney was on the COVID list for a long, long time, but comes back, makes 23 saves. Nice, tidy 4-1 win in Nashville. Same two teams will hook up tomorrow night with Vasilevsky and Saros playing in that game. And last but not least, uh, we've talked about it throughout this broadcast. Columbus wins 3-2 
highlight reel game winner from Jack Roslovic late in the third period, but certainly the headliner story is the benching of one Patrick Laine Gordo. Yeah, Roslovic plays twice the ice time, 23 minutes plus, and uh, Laine plays among the lowest 11 plus minutes. And yeah, John Tortorella just saying, I don't, I got a certain standard, and we one guy ran out of town, how much he didn't want to play that standard or didn't like that he got treated, but I'm not going to change my ways as a coach. And Cam Atkinson said that afterwards. He got one of those goals and said, I've been that guy many, many times. So it's never dull in Tortsville, Nick. That goes without saying, Gordo, about 20 seconds. Um, Leafs Nation pregame starting at 7 on Wednesday. It's the Leafs and Habs from Montreal. Can't wait. We have them both, We have uh, and we have Saturday's game as well. So look forward to the whole pregame, the whole deal. These are, these are enjoy it while we can. People that complain there's not enough Toronto-Montreal uh, Toronto Montreal tilts, there will be and maybe even a playoff series. You never know. And again, note the start time on Wednesday. Leafs Nation pregame at 7 for puck drop just after 7.30 Eastern time. Many thanks to Luke Fox, Sam McKee, Danielle Furtado. The Maple Leafs winning at 3-1 the final. They sweep away the Vancouver Canucks. They've won three straight and seven of eight. For Gord Stelic, I'm Nick Alberga. And again, we'll talk on Wednesday night. Take care.